Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Angela Maria with Talk It Up coming to you one more time with Podcast Tuesday. And I wanted to bring you um, pages 92 through 123. And, um, whoa, I'm almost halfway through this book. And I have to pat myself on the shoulder because I always talk um, in the podcast segments that I am dyslexic. Dyslexics don't like to read. At least this dyslexic didn't. I didn't. Um, And, you know, when I was a small child, I didn't as a teen. I definitely didn't in high school. And in my 20s and 30s, I really didn't outside of Bible classes and, and, and reading the Word. I really didn't dabble in reading other books. However, in my 40s, I joined a book club, as I mentioned in my last podcast, got kicked out because I was younger. Um, the people that were in the book club were 50 and older, and eventually after three um meetings with them meetups they told me I was too young however I was like how do you get kicked out of a book club <laughs> anyway I am totally um, enjoying reading this is my second or third book that I am in the process of completing and I read fast I'm a scan reader um, and it seems the more that I'm reading uh, the quicker I get. I think I read these 30 pages were actually it's about um, 31 pages in about 45 minutes. And for me, that is awesome. So I'm just so proud of myself that I took on this challenge to um, begin doing book reviews. And it kind of like stemmed off of me doing the chapter in the anthology book that I was a part of that started back in October and was finished and launched um, in February. The, um, in January, and the book came out. So I'm very proud of myself on that. I am working on my solo book. Um, when finances are right, I will take that next step to begin um, the, the publishing part of that. But the book that I'm reading and have been is called Your Secrets, My Lies by Theodore Mosley. It's T. Mosley on the book. The book is available on Amazon and the Kindle version and also um, and the paperback version. It has uh, 289 pages. Uh, as of um, now, I'm up to 124 124 the other book that I read previously was called I Can't Read by William Manzanares the fourth and I believe that book had 92 pages so each week that I come with the 30 pages I don't really go into a lot of detail I keep it mysterious because go get the book or get the audio part and listen. It is a great book. And I'm finding out a lot even about um, Mr. Mosley, who's also an elder. 
I'm finding out a lot about him because yes, it was curious to me. Why would a church member, a church person, a man in church want to write a book about your secrets, my lies? You've probably thought the same thing if you're following the book. You know, most people write on something that is totally spiritual, something about the Bible, something about their deliverance, overcoming healing, that sort. But now that I've been doing a lot of research on Mr. Mosley, I also do graphics designs for his poems because he's a poet. And I bring his poems that are just on a doc file to life through imagery. 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 Can I say that word right today? Imagery. Um, that, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I still said it right. I'm dyslexic. Those things happen. Get over it. For me, I do. Um, I'm, I'm finding a lot out about him. Uh, for example, after uh, debuting him and showing him on last week um, on my poets and authors um, that are in the spotlight, normally that's Wednesdays, which is today, and I will do a design um, relating to his poems. And last week, after we talked a couple weeks prior, with you know the late Chad with Balsman um, passing away, I asked him, "Don't you have a poem out there on Black Panther?" He says, um, "Not sure." So I went and found it. He's like, "Oh yeah, I do," because he has over two hundred and fifty on uh, PoemHunters.com. So I can understand not remembering them all. And once I screenshot, sent it to him, and showed him that he did have one, he said, you're right, I do. But it doesn't necessarily relate to him. You know what? I'm going to do a poem specially um, in his remembrance. So he did, and I already knew that I would have to, you know, challenge myself based on what the poem is going to be about because he was such a phenomenal example to others how he didn't talk about what he was going through his pain his ailment but he always showed love and inspiration and motivation not only to adults and those that are that love comics and marvel um characters but to children especially children with cancer so when he sent me the attachment with the poem and I read it, I was like, wow, this, this, I mean, it, it was a warm chilling of just, just seeing how many astonishing things that he was able to do um, in the short time after being diagnosed. For example, the it was five major characters that was with inside the poem and you can find that poem on my Instagram page also on my Twitter page I will be sharing it to my LinkedIn and it's on my Facebook blog page all across those platforms my tag name is talk it up T-A-L-K-K-I-T-U-P and it represents um, dyslexia because I intentionally misspelled it but back to the poem, those characters, James Brown, 
um, the Robinson, um, 21 Bridges, what was it, Five Bloods, um, and it was one more that, oh, of course, Tichella and Black Panther. Um, all those characters that he played, he wrote about them in the poem. And so the graphics design was designed around the poem. So that, to me, was something that I'm finding out in the reading of his book, Your Secret, My Lives, that I talked about in the last podcast, is that there was a romantic scene, uh, intimate scene, and the, the, the smoothness of the talk from the man, it was just so poetic. And the elements of his poetry was really depicted in that particular chapter. This week, I'm seeing his career background, which, I, as I mentioned um, a, a few minutes ago, in the research that I, I was like, oh, okay, so I now I know what he does. You know, um, it, it has, you know, something to do within the community of law enforcement. So it, I can understand the scenes in the chapters of the book. I also mentioned in, in one of the last podcasts, you know, the black dress where the girl goes in. It's always depicted in a lot of movies and um, TV episodes. You know, she comes in and in the seductive, daunting dress and hides every man in the police station, forgetting about the crime and they're just drooling and her only thing is to be vindictive to get some information from a computer or plant something or steal something out. So that happens in the book. And also in the chapter that I had a chance to read tonight, um, the book has two a police officer who's a character, and it also has a detective that's a, a character. Um, the main character in the book, name is Brenda, is, you know, she has a romantic uh, relationship with with the cop. But the detective is cricket as I don't know what. And it shows in this particular um, few chapters, pages 90 through, 92 through one. Um, 24 in, in, in not in every chapter but I'm saying it's within those pages I'm seeing more that is brought out about this particular detective and it just depicts also what's going on and what we see in the world today de- dealing with um, with what's wrong in our society in the justice system in the system that deals with policemen and lawyers and cricket judges. You know, they all, it's about, you know, them reaching the top no matter what, doing fictitious things, planting evidence, stealing evidence, wanting to, um, to be chief or, you know, doing things uh, for attention so that they career can go further it's all depicted here and I said well I can see why he would even add this in the book because you know he is familiar with law enforcement ding it makes sense I'm learning a lot about this writer I'm learning a lot about this author I can see and understand now how you know he being an elder that doesn't matter he's 
you know, he, he knows a lot about the types of things that are discussed in this book because he sees it probably through law enforcement. You know, the um, sex trafficking, the um, cartel, uh, drugs, and just a whole lot of deception. Now, moving on to another topic, the men in these, <laughs> the men characters in this book, W-E-A-K, weak. I mean, totally weak. They're so fixated on a female or so fixated on devious things that the get back that is coming from the women who have been hurt through their deep rooted past with family or rape or abuse or manipulation through men, um, they're, they're on another level. And, and to me, I kind of, not that it's the same comparison, but right now women are like up, you know, the word they use top. Women, we take Kamala, who is, you know, potential vice president if Biden wins the election. We take um, in tennis the women who are ruling in the tennis industry. We take um, those women like Lupita and the um, ones that won the, the pageants with the Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss Teen. I, I'm hoping I'm saying all three of those right. We're just taking all the women that have really been showing in 19 and 20, the year in 2019 and the year 2020, and we're seeing that they are just uh, rising to the top. And with that being said, with the women that he's depicting in this book, I'm sorry, I have a call coming through, but I'm not taking it at this moment. And I have everything on notification. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the women are like just over the top in this particular book. Now, I do plan on bringing him back within the next couple of weeks for an interview just to kind of halfway point of okay let's discuss this and that and so we can find out more of where his mind was when he was getting into the writing of um, Your Secret My Lies and um, how he you know really wanted to portray the men and portray the women and why the uh, women are the strength here and the men aren't. Now, I can't say that might not change in the other half of the book, but it, it, there's a murder in this book and it, the women are killing it. And when I say literally, literally, they are literally and physically killing them and killing it. They're taking back everything that was stolen. And if you kind of relate that to biblically, you know, um, the canker worm about taking back everything that the canker worm had stole, that the enemy, that the devil has stole, everything in this book that the enemy to them has stolen, they have taken it back. Now, will that flip on the next half um, through 289 to the end of the book I don't know I will have to find that out but <clears throat> excuse me that's really what kind of stood out to me in these last 30 pages again 
the detective being um, in law enforcement, you know, it's all about recognition, getting his name, getting his money and greed. There's a cricket teacher who is another main character from the beginning and one of the reasons why the hearts um, and the mentality of these high school girls who are now in their 20s have become so revengeful and bitter and just tough and cold and is not taking no poop from anyone. Brenda, the, one of the main characters, um, she's like, <laughs> she's like all of them. If it, you think of Charlie's Angels, these are the Charlie Angels of Your Secret, My Lies. And Brenda, she, she, she's like the bionic woman. She's very smart. She's very keen. Um, she, she doesn't miss anything. She watches everything. I can't say she's praying, but she's watching everything. She's the, um, I can't think of the Black Panther. She's black, um, brown. Pam, is it Pam? Pam. Well, I know her name is Pam, but she reminds, she's like the Shiro of this whole entire book. And it's kind of based around her and her missing daughter that starts out in the first couple of pages. And these girls are her friends. And there's a detective looking for her. But he comes across some other things that he's snooping. And so now he's planting information. And now there's <coughs> so many other twists. I've always talked from the first podcast the twists and turns in each chapter. It's still the same. It's still flowing. This author keeps the twists flowing from chapter to chapter. It's no different than watching the soap operas. I watched um, <coughs> the channels Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, As the World Turns, Guiding Light. Those were my shows that my mom watched when I grew up. So, of course, that was initiated with me. I don't watch any of them now. I think the only thing I know out of them that still comes on is uh, the... The Young and the Restless, I think, in the evening times. I have not watched that show in umpteen years. But it's the same thing. It goes from scene to scene to scene to scene. Then it jumps back to the original scene. Gives you a little bit more. Then it goes to the next scene. So, and then Keith leaves you with a cliffhanger until it comes on again. So my cliffhangers for me is when I stop. <coughs> Excuse me, let me drink a sip of water. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. So the cliffhangers for me is when I stop the page that I, I last read and say, okay, that's it for this week because my challenge is 30 pages a week. So I'm like, okay, what's going to happen in this next chapter? Sometimes I'll scan at the first three sentences and like, oh gosh, it's back to so-and-so that started, you know, when I started reading for, I want to read it now. And I'm like, no, nope, wait till next week. But when I pick up from the previous week, I know exactly what happened. I'm engrossed right back into the reading. I'm right back into the characters, right back into the settings, the towns of where they live. Um, 
and it's New York in here, it's LA in here, it's Nebraska in here, and I, I'm, I'm right back in that mode. So, I just want to encourage you, if you like a good suspenseful book, one that <clears throat> you can look at, read, and say it's going on now, in today's society, <clears throat> things still haven't changed, and you can learn something from it. My throat is so tickled today. And you can learn something from it. Be able to apply it to help teach your young people. To be able to apply it to help the young men. Especially young black brothers that's in your life. And knowing how to help them when dealing with police society. Knowing how to help them dealing with cricket teachers, especially in high school <clears throat> or in college and even in um, the, the younger grades so that they know to speak up and to talk to you. There's always ways that you can look at the books that you're reading, especially if it's something that doesn't <clears throat> have a lot of vulgar or derogatory type th scenes and this book doesn't I have not seen one cuss word in this book even though it is a romantic um, scene thus far in the book it's very eloquently done um, very uh, upscale done from all of the conversations that I have had um, one on one with this uh, author Elder Theodore Mosley is always been the very utmost respect and um, very clean. So I would encourage you to get this book either on audio um, or get this book as a paperback. Make it your fall or your winter read. And he's very um, he, he's very responsive. So he will uh, give you feedback. He will respond to you. Um, he will answer questions to you. He's very relatable and very um, conversational with being um, public relation friendly. I guess, you know, that's, that's the phrase I'm looking for. But I have enjoyed <clears throat> up to page 123. I can't wait to see what the next 30 pages um, show up <laughs> with whatever cliffhangers and suspenseful dramatic scenes who's gonna get murdered this time um who's going to <coughs> excuse me i'm so sorry you guys who is um what is brenda going to do to you know stay ahead of the detective you know are the girls going to get the revenges that they're looking for from back in high school and I won't say who um, are they are, is the closure going to start to come um, within the next I would say 90 pages because since we're halfway we know that even in movies and we know that even on we know that even in movies and on television scenes once a lot of the suspense not really dies down but you start to see and understand and I feel like I'm kind of mid at that midway point then you're starting to say okay let's see how all of these 
individualized uh, lies and deceptions start to come together and tie together and each character starts to find out about each other bones of skeletons in the closet. I really feel like that's where I'm going to be within the next couple of weeks. So you guys stay tuned. I have more coming. As I said, if you get a chance to check me out on any of my platforms, Twitter, IG, or Facebook blog, it is T-A-L. K-K-I-T-U-P Follow me there Like, share, comment Let me know that you're following On the podcast I'll be glad to um, You know, respond back to you If you have anything that you want to suggest That I read That um, Let me know It might be something that I might bring to the table If you have um, a call, especially dealing with dyslexia and knowing that Dyslexia Awareness Month is coming up next month, reach out to me. Um, contact me in my inbox and let's see if it's something that um, I'd be interested in co- on collaborating. If you want to talk um, with me or have me on your podcast, just let me know. Again, just reach out. I've enjoyed you guys bringing you what I had and what I got out of the 30 pages on this week. So I will definitely be seeing you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Again, Angela Maria with Talk It Up. I'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a great day. Bye.